The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 356. We are back on the airwaves with a new sonic journey crafted just for you to help you with your OCD. And if you are struggling uh, with OCD or anxiety, you can get a free session with me to get that. You can head over to my website, robertjamescoaching.com and there you can book in for that free session or if you prefer, uh, you can actually just send me a message and let me know about what you're struggling with. In today's podcast, we are looking at how to move from intrusive thoughts to inner peace, um, really focusing in on coping mechanisms for OCD. As the uh, title suggests, today's episode is really focused on practical things that you can do to start managing your OCD and anxiety a bit better right now, not in a week's time, uh, straight away today by applying some of these techniques They might help you to start having a better relationship with anxiety and to start managing OCD a bit better. Um, Now, if you would like to support the podcast more, you can head over to uh, my Instagram. It's at robertjamescoachinguk. Also, if you find the podcast helpful, it would be amazing if you could consider leaving us a review either on Apple Podcasts or on uh, Spotify. Um, even you can go to Google and leave a review there. I would really appreciate it. The more reviews that we can get for the podcast, really, the the better. And so, you know, if that's something that you could do, even you could do it right now if you wanted to, <laughs> I would really uh, appreciate it. So many thanks, guys. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. And off we go. So we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking um, about different elements of CBT, um, ERP, acceptance commitment therapy, all of these kinds of things because um, of course they're incredibly important when it comes to, to kind of getting over OCD and learning how to manage it better. So what's beyond the uh, the horizon of ERP? Well, since you're seasoned travelers in this territory, let's talk about the shortcuts and scenic routes that make the journey more interesting and more personal. Um, something that I think is very important when you're trying to manage and get over OCD. It needs to be personal to you. Um, I often say to people, you know, try this technique or, or try this and Uh, But don't think that any one technique is going to be the perfect thing for you. You've really got to try different things and figure out what works well for you in what particular situations. Uh, Of course, generally speaking, exposure work uh, does really work very well. Um, But it does need to be supported with different approaches and different things. Um, You know, and it isn't just a standardized thing. Um, Because really, what's, what's a coping mechanism anyway, you know? It's, it's kind of like having your, your, your own signature dish. 
Uh, sure, you start with the same basic ingredients that everyone else uses, but it's really the kind of little tweaks that, that make it your own. If you're always preparing a lasagna, for example, you're going to have your own special way of doing it. And that's really what I'm talking about here. You can't just take uh, what somebody else does and just apply it in exactly the same way. Um, you can, but it, it most probably won't work as well as it could. Um, by practicing um, and taking a generalized idea that does work, but then adapting it to you and your own personal life, it's most probably going to, to work a bit better. Um, so here's an idea for you. Um, habit reversal training. This is something where, obviously, um, with OCD, we've really created a lot of very difficult um, and unhelpful habits, you know, of obsessing and obviously performing compulsions in order to deal with the anxiety that those obsessions uh, create. Um, so this kind of habit reversal training is obviously trying to do the opposite, trying to use neuroplasticity to help us to do the, off the opposite thing. It's about recognizing that tiny itch of compulsion before it becomes a real scratch fest. Now, this is the, the part where you actually pause, you reflect, and you choose a different action. You don't do that habitual uh, compulsion. Instead, you try to create a little bit of space. Perhaps you, you kind of take a deep breath. Um, perhaps you uh, focus your attention onto something else. Perhaps you call a friend and just have a chat. It's just important that we recognize that our habit with OCD is all about performing the compulsion, but we do actually have a choice. Um, you know, you don't have to just perform that compulsion. You can choose to do something else, no matter how hard that may feel, we really can do that. And focusing our attention on that, recognizing that we do have that choice, that's incredibly important because obviously if we didn't have it, then we would just be stuck. So, you know, we need to keep pointing that out to ourselves. Even if you feel that you're one of these people where things are just happening automatically, that's okay. If things happen automatically, don't worry about it. That's not a problem. Um, sometimes that happens. But the idea is as soon as you do realize that you're kind of ruminating or you're performing checking compulsions or uh, rituals or whatever it is, come back to the present, try to let go of it, refocus onto something else, take a deep breath, and you begin to undo those unhelpful habits. Now, I know that many of you have a kind of love-hate relationship with, uh, with your intrusive thoughts, quite clearly. They're like that kind of uh, that side character uh, in a sitcom who always walks in at the wrong moment. But imagine if instead of derailing the scene, their entrance cues a moment of mindfulness. Um, now, uh, that's probably uh, not necessarily what you wanted to hear because mindfulness particularly in my um in my opinion is well it's incredibly helpful but it's one of those annoying and frustrating words because let's face it mindfulness is quite generic it's o an overly used word we talk about it all the time hey you need to meditate and you need to be mindful and then you're going to deal with your OCD better you know so what do we actually mean by that well mindfulness is helpful because you know, when we're caught up in OCD, when we're caught up in our thoughts, we're coming out of the present moment, we're getting stuck in our heads, 
And we keep getting taken away by the OCD. It keeps stealing our, um, our attention. Mindfulness actually trains us to be more in the present moment and to, to be able to keep redirecting our attention anytime that we get distracted by something. And this is incredibly important for OCD. So no matter if you're meditating on a daily basis or if you're doing more informal uh, kind of mindfulness meditation practice, which is where you just pay attention to everyday tasks more intently. Uh, you try to say, okay, for the next five minutes, I'm going to really focus on my body as I do the cleaning or as I'm brushing my teeth. And this really helps them to, to develop that kind of muscle of mindfulness, of being more present in your day-to-day -day life. Um, next then is actually stress management. And this is very important when it comes to OCD because when we're stressed out, obviously it's going to be a lot, lot harder um, to, to kind of deal with our thoughts and to be present. So we do need to learn how to manage our stress. Um, now, you know, of course, you guys are far too smart to, to kind of fall for the, uh, you know, you just need to relax kind of mantra. Um, you know, that's really uh, unhelpful and does not work at all when it comes to things like stress management. When people say to you, hey, why don't you just relax? You just kind of want to say, how about you just go away and leave me alone? It's incredibly annoying, um, you know, because, of course, if you could just relax, then you would have just relaxed. And that would be that. So, you know, it's really not about that. It's about finding your unique stress busters. So, you know, depending on what you do, like I, like I was kind of talking about earlier, this is really personal. This needs to be something that you figure out for yourself. What things really help you to just slow down? And the kind of things I'm thinking of here are things that um, actually bring you into your body and force you to get out of your head and to give all of the thinking and all of the compulsing a bit of a break. Um, and the way in which we do that is not through telling ourselves, stop doing that, because of course that's going to make it worse. As we know, that's resistance. But we choose to focus on a valued-based activity that we enjoy that helps us to come back into the present. Because when we do that, we come out of our heads, we get more in our bodies, we feel a lot better. So that could be, for example, yoga. It could be painting. It could be blasting heavy metal music out of your car window. I don't know, whatever, whatever you prefer. Um, but the important thing here is that you find a way to come back to the present and to, to give all of that incessant compulsing and thinking uh, a bit of a rest. So let's move on to the next thing. Um, you, you've uh, most definitely, if you've listened to this podcast um, a bit, heard me talking about self-compassion, this massively overlooked area when it comes to OCD and anxiety, and actually updating our software to be much more focused on, uh, on self-compassion is incredibly, uh, incredibly important. Really, what do I mean by self-compassion? Well, it's recognizing that we're not perfect. And uh, despite our best um, attempts to be so, 
um, you know, we're going to occasionally, we're going to make some mistakes and, you know, that's okay. And really self-compassion is that it's being able to recognize the fact that we are imperfect humans and we are going to sometimes make some mistakes. That doesn't mean that we invite in mistakes. It doesn't mean that we're happy about mistakes. Of course, it's good in many areas of life to aim and strive towards doing your best. Um, and, you know, I wholly uh, embrace that too. I think that's important. But we also need to recognize where our limits are. And we need to understand that, you know, emotions are not something that you can uh, kind of dictate how things exactly should be. Unfortunately, emotions do have a life of their own. And we need to kind of roll with that. And when we're a bit more self-compassionate, we really lean into that a bit more. We're a lot kinder with ourselves. And in Western culture, unfortunately, we're, we're really not very good at being self-compassionate. Um, we, we tend to kind of ig- ignore it and think, uh, you know, it's not something that, that needs to be, um, you know, needs to be focused on. Uh, I think many people uh, get confused with self-compassion and think it's really about indulgence. And really, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I mean, sometimes maybe that's a little bit. You want to do some something nice for yourself. But a lot of the time, self-compassion is actually finding this balance between, um, you know, doing uh, difficult things, being uh, disciplined, um, and, and doing the diffi- difficult things in your life, for example, doing exposure activities, having difficult conversations with people, uh, not avoiding things. So it's having that kind of discipline to do that, whilst also being kind with yourself about that and recognizing that it's difficult and kind of being your own supporter. You know, whenever you do do something well, really pointing that out to yourself. Um, you know, and getting into a habit of that. And this this kind of leads into the, the, next, the next kind of point. As seasoned OCD navigators, you know, or hopefully you do know, how uh, important it is to actually track your progress, you know, which is really what I was just kind of talking about there. Uh, any progress that you make, uh, any steps that you take in the right direction, you really want to be pointing out that to yourself. Um, because the mind uh, otherwise will habitually go to any negative thing whatsoever that it can find and just point that out to you and say, and say, look, you've gone back to square one, you've messed up, you've had a huge setback, all of that work for, was for nothing, you're not listening to the podcast and to the tips, you're not listening to your therapist or your coach. Oh, the, the list is endless. We will wind ourselves up, we will be mean to ourselves. And so, you know, that is just generally speaking what the what the mind does if we don't actually do the opposite for ourselves by pointing out the things that we're doing well. And that doesn't mean that you have to spend all day pointing this out like, ah, oh, I'm really good at this or I'm amazing at that or I'm the best at this. No, that's that's not what I'm talking about here. Uh, it's simply just taking a note and writing down uh, the things that you're doing well. Very simply, you can get the notes section in your phone and each day you can write down three or four things that you think you did well that day. It could be in relation to OCD or it could be in relation to other things uh, in your in your life. So next up, 
we're going to be thinking about endurance. So let's power through to the role of routines and habits. Yes, you know, routines and habits really are the kind of great unsung heroes that really uh, help you with your confidence when things begin to go sideways. As you probably know, only too well. Uh, When things do begin to go sideways with OCD, it can be incredibly difficult. And so if we have some simple basic routines that we do each day, when we do have those uh, inevitable challenges that come up, it's going to really help bolster us and keep us on the right path. And so the kind of things that I'm thinking about right here are, you know, maybe getting up at a specific time each day, having some kind of morning routine. Um, having three or four diffusion techniques at the ready. So uh, things that you know work for you so that you're actually um, you know, ready for those inevitable uh, intrusive thoughts or triggers that, that might kind of come about throughout the day. Um, are you going to make some time for breath work or mindfulness? Are you going to uh, wind down in a certain way at the end of the day? Having, you know, these kinds of routines can really help you when you do have those uh, tricky uh, moments that that will come up with OCD. So there we go, guys. I really hope that you found that episode helpful. If you have any questions whatsoever, do please let me know. And I look forward to seeing you. Well, uh, I look forward to uh, communicating with you in a one-way direction next time on the podcast so many thanks guys and actually if you do want to kind of change that one-way direction uh, do please feel free to to get in touch I'm more than happy to, to answer your your questions your emails and if you want to join the Facebook group or you know sign up on Instagram please do many thanks Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.